Hello everyone, this is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. And again, we're very, very honored to have with us Judge Andrew Napolitano. And as I keep saying, nobody says what Judge Napolitano says with the judicial authority and background that he has when it comes to especially the Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and many of the current events forming future trends. So, Judge, thanks for being on today. And today is a sad day because it's the day after there was another mass shooting a few weeks ago, one up in Buffalo, some crazy kid in school killing people. And uh, yesterday in Texas, another crazy kid slaughtering innocent people. And now, of course, the big talk uh, from the government is, we need gun control. So what do you think the outcome is going to be uh, as far as having gun control? And what will the implications be? Well, good morning, Gerald. It's always a pleasure to be with you, no matter what we're uh, talking about. Here's my view, uh, stated simply. Uh, first of all, the right to keep and bear arms is a fundamental natural right. It's an extension of the ancient right to self-defense. And in Justice Scalia's majority opinion, a case called Heller versus the District of Columbia, you have the right to keep and bear the same level of sophistication as bad guys have and as the government has. So the idea of punishing law-abiding citizens because there are creeps among us is absurd. It is equally absurd, maybe more so, to expect that someone who's willing to commit mass murder, in the case of yesterday, a heartbreaking slaughter of children, of 19 children and two teachers, it, it, it's inconceivable that a person willing to commit a crime like that is somehow going to obey gun laws. The only people that will suffer from the gun laws are those who obey the laws. Let me tell you who obeyed the laws in Texas. The teachers did because it's against the law everywhere in the country by federal law, and it's against the law in Texas by state law for a teacher, even a teacher who's an ex-Marine or an ex-cop, to carry a sidearm. They should have been able to carry a sidearm. Why? Because we live in a culture where people, where people will commit mass murder, and the only language they understand is their language, violence and death. When you and I were kids, these things didn't happen. No. You could still get a gun in those days, in the 50s and 60s, if you wanted to. But you didn't kill people with it. Today, we have such an aberrant culture, such a disrespect for human life, such restraint of law-abiding people to protect themselves that these mass murderers can commit what they commit. If anybody in that supermarket in Buffalo two weeks ago or if any of those teachers or staff or phys ed teachers had a, a weapon yesterday in that school, these things would have been stopped the minute they started. But, but these killers know that places like supermarkets in New York where you can't carry a gun or schools anywhere is like shooting fish in a barrel. It's the government's fault that all that death happened because the government has emasculated us from our ability to protect ourselves. You said it, they've emasculated us. And um, 
again, like when we were kids, you know, I, I, I remember as a young guy, my friends still talk about it. I went out and bought a Beretta. Good uh, boy. Yeah. And, I won't and, even and, ask you where you got it. I, actually, I got it I was, when I went to school in West Virginia. I bought it down there. And um, again, you know, it wasn't, it, it, no, it, it didn't happen. Kids weren't, and, and by the way, they, they tell you, you know, like they don't want kids to have, I remember all, the, all those kids, we were playing guns all the time. It, you know, because it was after World War II. And they had all the Western movies. I have a, I have a picture of me. Uh, I'm about eight years old, and I got, you know, I got two uh, holsters, and you know, I'm, I'm playing a cowboy. Yes, yeah, same here. And we, it, we weren't. So here's what I was thinking: the fish rots from the head down. And this country, when you look at the murders that the presidents of the United States have committed and how they brag about it. I want that guy Assad out of there. That's a quote from Barack Obama. Yes. I want that guy Gaddafi out of there. Yes. What is the difference between Obama saying, I want that guy Gaddafi out of there or some crazy kid? Gerald, remember this one? Saddam tried to kill my daddy. George W. Bush. George W. Bush. Oh, George W. Bush. We got that clip of, again, you look at George W. Bush, you watch his actions, you see how ill prepared he is to even give a, a simple talk, and then he tells the truth, but he uses the wrong name in it. He blames the craziness, the arrogance, and the murderous acts of the invasion of Iraq on Russia. Right. <laughs> hey, listen he was to talking this. about himself. Yep, listen to this clip. Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, there you got it. His, uh, his Freudian slip is very telling. He, he looks terrible. He sounds terrible. He knows that a lot of us have been beating him up because what he did in Iraq was equally, if you talk about the numbers, far more murderous than what Putin is doing uh, in Ukraine. He's ripping apart Putin for one man making a decision. He, one man, and those like Clay, uh, uh, Colin Powell who are willing to lie for him, and the gullible people in Congress who are willing to go along with it. One man launched that invasion because Saddam tried to kill my daddy. Now, it is true Saddam tried to kill George H.W. at one point, but that was years before, and it had absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the national security of the United States. Yeah. That invasion of Iraq cost 850,000 lives 
and two trillion American borrowed dollars, which we still owe. So, the uh, Forbes magazine just came out yesterday and and had an article that someone was trying to assassinate Bush. And but by the way, let's go back to why why did Saddam Hussein want to kill his daddy? Didn't his daddy? Uh, Operation, what was that one in about 1991? Yeah, his invaded. daddy invaded uh, Iraq, pushed the Iraqis out of Kuwait. I don't know how that affected national security of the United States. And in doing so, killed thousands of Iraqi troops. Yeah. And again, it's this isn't our business. Correct. You know, we're Americans. This is going on over there. You think it had anything to do with oil? No, I think their major export is broccoli. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's all about, I mean, you go back to what, when America, look what they did to South America with the, with the fruit, you know, with, with the, they want what they have. Why do yeah. countries, I love the word colonize other nations. What colonize? You're taking them over and destroying the places so you can grab whatever you want. Right. And going back to Bush, this article yesterday from Forbes, this guy tried to, they say someone tried to assassinate him. Quote, the suspect, Shahab Ahmed Shahab Shahab, based in Columbus, Ohio, said he wanted to assassinate Bush because he felt the former president was responsible for killing many Iraqis and breaking apart the country after the 2003 U.S. military invasion, according to the warrant. Felt. It's a historical fact and a truism. It's exactly what we've just been talking about, and it's exactly what this clown, the former president, just admitted to. So now let's go back to that 12-year-old or that, that kid, that crazy guy that just killed these people. What makes him any different than this guy? Like you said at the outset, the fish stinks from its head. Yep, the fish the rots from the head killed, down. The government kills, the government murders, the government executes, and these kids pick up those ideas from them, and the government emasculates us and prevents us from protecting ourselves. Now let's look at what they call Hollywood, that freak show out there in California, and look at all the violent, 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 violent movies that they put out, these, these things, these, you know, uh, digitized, stupid things of alien, you know, mass, mass killings all the time. And number three, look what the lockdowns did to people mentally, financially, and how they've destroyed so many lives. The facts are there. Drug use is going way up. Crime levels have gone way up. We wrote about this in the Trends Journal when they began the lockdowns. I said when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. Yes. And these people, young people, feel... Look, remember when we were young, it was always the future was going to be better than the past. All of the polls, the future was always going to be better than the past. Not now, 
the past is better than the future. So okay. if you're a young kid, you're not coming from a family that how blessed we were to have the parents that we had. Maybe, you know, his mother's divorced, his father's a drug. You don't know. They have all this crazy stuff going on, plus all the pressures. You think the kid's going to lose his mind? It's more likely than not. You know, I uh, spent last weekend at Princeton University for my 50th class reunion. Wow. And while there, and since it's been in the papers, I learned that the graduating class, the class of 22, got to vote on who to give an honorary doctorate to. They voted overwhelmingly for one person, Anthony Fauci. How right, stupid can you be? Right, young 21-year-olds graduates of an Ivy League institution, and they vote overwhelmingly to honor Anthony Fauci. And of course, all the New Jersey newspapers yesterday showed him with all of his regalia on and smiling from ear to ear and surrounded by armed secret service. So that should be the headline of this, this tonight's broadcast. Princeton, how stupid can you be? Yes, yes. How, what a, what, that shows you again the mentality that we're talking about. Yes. Now, these it, are obviously not blue-collar kids. Yeah. These are kids who are now elitist after four years at Princeton being educated by the elites. There are some conservatives. There are some libertarians there. But the overwhelming majority embraced Fauci as if he were a conquering hero. He practically single-handedly destroyed the economy and destroyed Americans' peace of mind. Oh, oh, and again, the lives and livelihoods of millions of people. Yes. Millions. This yes. thing isn't coming back. This, it's dead at night up here in Kingston. Dead. Dead. One place after another. One empty place after another. In New York City, your office occupancy rate is about 35%. I guess All the I'm businesses that depend on commute is gone. I guess I'm going to have to visit Kingston to see if that French restaurant is still around. Oh, they're doing great. You know, another one I want to mention. That's La Canag, La Canag Chenet. Right. The, yesterday at Davos, we heard oh. George Soros. This is the George Soros, by the way, as we did in our Trends Journal back in... 2014, writing about the overthrow of the democratically elected government of Ukraine by the United States. You know, Soros has been a big contributor to, quote, NGOs, non-government organizations. He yes, said yesterday at Davos, talking about the Ukraine war, quote, the invasion may have been the beginning of the Third World War. Well, I've been saying that now for how long? But anyway, and our civilization may not survive it. Again, there was this guy by the name of Albert Einstein when they asked him what weapons will be used to fight the Third World War. He said, I don't know, but they'll be using sticks and stones to fight the Fourth. Yeah. Then he goes on to say, you ready? The best and perhaps the only way to preserve our civilization is to defeat Putin as soon as possible. 
I guess he didn't watch that clip by George W. <laughs> what do you expect? I mean, this is the globalist mentality. This is the Western European mentality. And this is the mentality that pervades the United States State Department and the upper echelons, not the Scott Ritters and Doug McGregor's of the world, but the upper echelons of the Department of Defense. And unfortunately, it pervades uh, the White House. And for all of his faults, the only president in the modern era who resisted this mentality was Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, for all of his faults, I agree with you. Yes. I believe if Trump was president, this wouldn't have happened with Ukraine. Correct. I don't know what he would have done, but it wouldn't have happened. No. And, and, and again, we're talking about what Soros said, that to preserve our civilization is to defeat Putin as soon as possible. So now let's go back to Bush. This George W. Bush lied and had all the freaks lying behind him that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, destroyed an entire nation, killed hundreds of thousands of people. Now, what if Putin said, if, if somebody in, in a top person in Russia said, the best and perhaps the only way to preserve civilization is to defeat Bush as soon as possible. That would have been hell to say that. Yeah. But it would have been true. But now, I'm taught the hypocrisy wait, here. Wait, wait a minute. Who was standing behind Bush? The one person in the country worse than he. Dick Cheney. Yeah. Oh, and you look at him. Oh. Yeah. So, so this is, this is, uh, <laughs> and then he goes on. A ceasefire is unattainable because Putin cannot be trusted. So they're saying, like so now let's go back to that crazy kid that slaughtered these people. These people mentality. are saying, keep the slaughter going. Same mentality. Same mentality. Um, Soros is saying what the Department of State is thinking and what people with no filter like Joe Biden occasionally let slip out of their mouths. The uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, after he and Secretary of State Tony Blinken uh, had a brief visit with President Zelensky in Kyiv, they then went to Poland to hold their press conference. And Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin let that slip as well. The American goal is to degrade Russia and get Putin out of office. Yeah. I'll say one thing for Soros, he's honest. It's reprehensible and it won't work. And it has horrible consequences that he hasn't thought about. But he's at least he's being more honest than the American State Department is. But you know, we heard Henry Kissinger of all people uh, yesterday also say at Davos that there should be uh, uh, concessions made to Russia. Yes. Well, Gerald, I don't know where we're going to go. You and I have been doing these uh, podcasts for six months now. It's an absolute joy to work with you. But you put your finger on it a few minutes ago. Uh, 
the future is worse, not better. The world is significantly worse today than it was in October when we started. Well, we've been friends for 20 years. But when, when in October, just six months ago, when we started these podcasts, what, what the hell is it going to be like in September or a year from now? I know society is, de is degrading in front of us. You know, again, look at the major news that most Americans are interested in is this Johnny Depp Amber Heard. I oh. can give a shit. What the hell do I care about them? This is the most disgusting jury trial I've ever observed. I mean, I've been asked on radio what I think about it, and I say, you know what? My stomach can't tolerate it. All I do is read the headlines in the post. I can't read the article. No. Repellent that human beings could live this way and recount the way they live under oath. Yeah, and again, I don't care. This isn't... I don't want to hear this stuff. This, we got more important things to do. So the point that I'm making is that when you see that more people are tuned to this than what's going on in Iraq, in Iraq, <laughs> I sound like George Bush, what's going on in Ukraine? You're forgiven. <laughs> what's, going, what's going on with George Bush? What's going on with the abortion issue? When people are more concerned about Johnny Depp and this Amber I never heard of before, heard, that shows you also how easily the people can be manipulated because yeah. they are ignorant to the real geopolitical and socioeconomic trends that are shaping the future. They have yes. no clue of the facts. You're exactly right, my friend. So what do we do? We keep talking about it. We keep educating people. Huh. Our audience keeps growing. My audience keeps growing. And people realize what the government is doing to them and what society has done to them. We, we have to take action. We have to do something more than talk. And I don't know what to do. And, and again, it's, it's, we, we, we have to fight for our freedom and justice. And this country's gone down. So again, from junk news to junk food to... to to, to living in a, in, a, in, a, in a junk world. Look at the idiots and morons that are telling us what to do. Yes. Like you mentioned, Mitch McConnell, Chucky e. Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, that, the, 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 the uh, archbishop that wouldn't give her uh, communion because she's pro-abortion. How about not giving her communion because she's pro-war? Oh, Jesus would have loved you for that. Jesus loved war. Well, it's a terrible state of affairs. And the next generation embraces Fauci to make matters worse. How low can you go? Yeah. Thank you very much, Judge. We'll see Pleasure, you next week. Man. And thank you for all you do because nobody says what you say with the authority and judicial, judicial background that you have to inform people of what's going on, what it means, and what's next. Thank you, Judge. See, see you soon, my friend. Thank you.